live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, and number one best-selling author of the book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Michelle is in Evansville, Indiana. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. I'm glad I got through to you today. Long-time listener. Um, I have a little complex situation. My parents filed bankruptcy back uh, my latter latter teen years, so mid-80s. There were um, some property that was given to us or by that dollar transaction from an aunt, totaling about uh, probably 40 or so acres with a separate section cut out to build a home on after they filed bankruptcy. Um, that was about a house built and five acres. Um, long story short, my sister, my parents couldn't uh, take out a loan, so she was of 18 years old. So they took the loan out in my sister's name and deeded the ground and the home to separate deeds in my sister Mai's name. Um, she since married, and she, her and her husband now are on the deed along with myself. My question is this. We do not get along. My father has passed. Uh, my mother had a lifetime estate to this property Good for Lord. as long as she lived, she could live there. Um, however, my sister was her caregiver, and there has been some discord that my sister was basically maltreating my mother, and so my mother has relinquished her rights to this property. So I have never been interested in this property. Um, it is not my homestead. My sister lives adjoining property that my father and mother gave her and her husband for a wedding present. So Where when do you I have live? mentioned, I live in Evansville, Indiana, so I am in different states. Where's the house? Totally Where's the property? Illinois, southern, okay. southern, very tip. So part. crazy <laughs> is in a pile in Illinois, and you're not in the pile of crazy. I am not in the pile of crazy. Never wanted pile of crazy. Have asked to be purchased, have, have bought out, things like that. Until this recent transaction, when my mom decided I want out of this, I'm moving up north with my other family, um, nieces and nephews. Um, and I said to my sister then, once she had mom sign off the deed, I want out. I want you guys to buy me out. And she said, just sell it. Well, it's hard to sell a home and for five acres, half of it to someone without her authority yeah. and her agreeing, I guess. Well, you got, you have two choices. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything in this. I do not. You can deed it to her and walk away from crazy. Okay. That's probably what I would do. Okay. Life's too short. It is. This is a it screwed is. up pile of mess. It is. And I mean, these people, the these people have, a, have done everything they can to duck reality for decades and twist and turn, yep. and the whole thing's a pretzel. And okay. um, now the other option is, t technically, legally, you are partners, and mm -hmm. you could file a lawsuit in Chancery Court for the dissolutionment of the partnership, which would force the sale of the real estate. Okay. And you would get your half. Okay. What would you guess your half is worth? Uh, well, in that area right now, it's going for roughly $6,000 an acre, plus their standing timber that my dad... What do you think the property is worth? Uh, between that and the house and the other acreage, probably around one fifty to $200. you are half? 
my half. 75 to 100. No, probably closer to two, 150 to two. Your half is worth 150 to two. Okay. Correct. Okay. Because there's a house and five acres, and there's additional like 20 to 40 acres with timber. So. Just how much trouble you want to go to to get that? Because it's probably going to cost yeah. you thirty grand in legal fees. Okay. And you will win, and you will lose. Okay. <laughs> right, right. No, there is no winning when it comes to family. Yeah, so, the, uh, the only thing that the only thing, the only ones that win these things are the lawyers. But yeah. you will, you you will. I, I would guess if you have a decent attorney that you will. Uh, the, that the judge will hear you and say this thing has to be liquidated because. Or he'll look at your sister and say, buy her out, one yeah. of the two. And your sister will go, okay, I'll do that, or no, or whatever. But you cannot sell a one-half undivided interest. It has no value. Because yeah, nobody else crazy. wants to be partners with these crazy people either. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I would give you $10,000 to not make me a partner. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, I, I would love to turn around and walk away. I was married for 22 years and actually walked away from about $350,000 in assets and gave that to the ex-husband. Well, my you know, the other thing that, that could land, happen, you know? I guess, is you could file the lawsuit or have the attorney let her know, put her on notice that you're filing the suit. You're not suing her. You're asking for the judge to make a declaration. Declaration, dissolution. She hasn't done anything wrong. You're just asking for the judge to dis to to. to declare that this partnership needs to be dissolved because i'm okay. positive there are no partnership documents no no of course absolutely not. none of course not. i was probably 15 or 16 when this all took place 40 yeah. plus years ago <laughs> and I'm, as a minor i yeah. knew nothing so and they did this with your sister's permission or they stole her identity no actually the sister uh was of age and she wanted them to be able to build a home so she went out and took this loan out yeah. and okay. had me as a co-signer on it as a 15 year old oh well that's not legal either no it's okay. not there's a lot of 15 year old co-signer you can't even buy cigarettes no i know i know it when you're 15 and you live in the but you can two, get you a mortgage in whatever. illinois yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. not really exactly. no beer or cigarettes no. but i'll give you a house yeah, john i mean I, is there you see anything from the family standpoint i don't think there's anything heals this okay. mess no nothing can you afford to walk away i can i can I, I know that the sad thing is I know it's not my parents' wishes, but yes, I can. And I am a walk away person. So, so your parents, um, they created a mess, and it's yeah. your, you're not your obligation to fix the mess to to create a picture that's going to satisfy something that they. You see what I'm saying? Correct. You're going to be putting together puzzle pieces on a on a puzzle, and the picture keeps shifting on you. If you have the energy, I might. You know spiritually it's okay to just say i'm going to rise above this toss them the keys okay mm -hmm. that, there's something mm -hmm. freeing about just doing that and noble about doing that um yep. from a just a legal strategy standpoint uh you could just file the thing without going to a huge amount of expense if you want to drop i don't know five thousand dollar retainer with a good lawyer and see mm -hmm. if that doesn't bring her to the table okay because when she discovers what this is actually going to do, it's going to force the sale of the real estate that is next door to her. She may mm -hmm. come up and go, okay, if you'll make me a deal, I'll buy you out. And I would sell it to her for 50% of what it's worth. Yeah. But that way, you get, that way you get 75 grand out of it or something instead of nothing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry if you're you, in this if you, want to, if you want to put a bluff on the table, that's the way to put it. But I, I, I honestly would not play it all the way through yeah. and force the auction 
and the drama of you the auctioneer. If you win, everybody loses. Yeah, I just there's no winning this deal. I wouldn't go through all that, but I might make her think I'm going to. I'm in for that. See if she could come to the table. See if we can give her a little redneck wake-up call. This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host. In case you hadn't heard the news, we're in a recession. The stock market's falling. Inflation's out of control. We're all going to die. Okay, calm down. Uh, If you're investing, this is not time to panic. Fear is not your friend. Calm down. Breathe. Breathe. Facts are your friends. Dr. John Deloney says it all the time. You got to stay level-headed. The only person gets hurt on a roller coaster if you're investing are those that jump off in the middle of the ride. Ride, 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 ride. Don't jump off in the doom and the gloom. Turn off your television. History shows us that the economy recovers time and time again. It's happened every time there's been a dip. There's always a, it always comes up. And you may miss the coming up if you jump out at the dip. That's how this works. So if you need help in finding an investing pro, someone who can guide you through all of this, someone can talk you out of your tree, and we all need those, check out our Smart Investor program. It's an easy way to find pros who truly serve with excellence. They'll be there to help you figure out what's best for you. Stay focused on your long-term goals and to get connected with up to five Smart Investor pros in your area, go to RamseySolutions.com slash SmartVestor. You can talk with the pros, pick the one you want to work with, and make an investing plan you feel confident with. That's RamseySolutions.com. So we'll just throw in with that particular mention about SmartVestor, John, that um, lots of research tracking the actual statistics of the stock market, the people who try to time the market 100% of the time do not get the performance of the people who just get in the market and stay. Yeah. And so what we then find is that people who buy mutual funds on their own For instance, uh, I buy some no-load, no-commission mutual funds, and I buy some mutual funds through my SmartVestor Pro. But if you do not have an advisor, if you only buy no-loads, and you are there subject to your own self as your own self telling your own self what to do all the time, you will have more of a tendency to jump in and jump out and attempt to time the market, usually in fear rather than greed, but sometimes in greed rather than fear. And in neither one of those cases do you end up outperforming the market. So what we also find in the research is, is the people that have a good investment professional who's got a steady hand at the wheel, not some slime ball, but somebody's got a steady hand at the wheel, that talks you off the ledge and talks you out of being greedy, mm-hmm. talks you out of being afraid, and stick with it, be boring, be the tortoise, don't be the hare, be boring, be the tortoise, don't be the hare. And they say that to you a thousand times over 20 years, and you never jump in and you never jump out because of that investment professional you make more money. That's right. Not even because of they advised you on some trick stock scheme. They just walked with you. They just made you stay in. Yeah. They just talked you into staying in. Yeah. And that's all they did. And if that's all they do, they're worth their money. Yep. 
because the people that don't have one have a higher tendency to jump out. Hmm. And it's pretty simple. It, you people that you you know you stay invested. The number of times I have sold out of the market because of economic situation is precisely zero. Never. And I've been investing for 40 years. Yeah. But once I got that dialed in in my head, I have not broken that. And I've not thrown money into the market when it was down out of greed trying to time it. I almost did once. Yeah. In 2008. And I would have been, or 2009, I would have been so right. I would have yeah. caught it right at the bottom. But um, but I didn't. I just said, no, that's not my policy. It's not my principle is just steady. Principles not try to figure it out. Mm. Catch it at the bottom, catch it at the top. Principles just keep going. Mm. And that works every time. Jeremy's in Jackson, Tennessee. Jeremy, how are you? Doing well. How are you, Mr. Dave? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Uh, so I am trying to get rid of a massive amount of debt uh, on a vehicle. It's approximately $75,000. That's massive. Uh, and I am, yes, and I am 22000 under, uh, under trade-in value. What kind of but car is much it? I would ha- it is a truck. Um, it is a 2021 Dodge Ram, um, and it was a a false need that my wife and I felt we needed whenever we were getting ready to move. Uh, we thought we needed a truck in order to save money on a U-Haul and moving companies. Um, so now that's incredible. That we're, we're trying. Yeah, now that we're trying to do the the baby steps and get a hold of our our debt, I understand that this truck needs to be to be gone. What do you guys um, make a year? Our take home, our net take home is approximately one hundred five. Holy gramoly! You owe seventy five thousand on a Dodge pickup. Yes. Okay, and you looked up the trade in value on Kelly Blue Book. Yes. And you got 50000 bucks. Yes. Did you talk to a dealer? Not yet, no. Um, that's my next step is to go in and talk to a dealer. Did you trade a negative equity into this yeah. thing? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, it was a I very... Didn't, I didn't think uh, that's, what you, it, it was 2021. It wouldn't have gone down 25000 yet. No. You no. could probably make money off no, of it. Uh, it was a. it was a very poor decision yeah, uh, one yeah I mean, that, that that's an understatement one that one that obviously should have never happened uh, that's an understatement did. yeah and yeah when you trade yeah. a seventy five thousand dollar vehicle for a u-haul rental you you really screwed, <laughs> you really struggled you're really struggling with math on that one yeah yeah so um okay wow oh man i'm so sorry how old are you uh, i'm 26 as is my wife okay you have any money i know i guess not no money uh, no, sir. No, sir. Okay. Like, none saved yet. Is this a Hemi? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And you are in Jackson, Tennessee. Okay. Um, so here's what you need to do first is you need to learn a lot about the Dodge Hemi truck market. I don't know a lot about it. But the the truck market in general is way up, and it's not as up as far as it was a few months ago. 
Uh, and because of the electric car craze and the threatening of doing away with nice big engines and trucks, uh, stuff like the Hemi have an unusually good popularity because those of us that are rednecks that burn gas, we want a big old honking gas engine, and that one is. Okay? So the good news is you kind of got a cult truck. You got a truck that a certain segment of the population thinks is unbelievably cool. Mm-hmm. You follow me? So I, I want yes, you sir. to poke around and find that nuanced segment of the population, and let's figure out what they are paying for a Dodge with a Hemi in it. Um, so the um, let's pretend that you could get 62 for it. Okay, which I'm going to guess and say it might take four or five months of poking around, learning about where to sell it, how to sell it. But that might be full boat retail on the thing. What'd you pay for it? Actual sticker at the time. Uh, I think it was 68 or 69. And it's a 21, you said, right? Yes, sir. How many miles? Uh, it's currently got eight. 8200 did you have you torn it up no okay do not run it through the brush treat it like it's a mercedes okay because you got to keep it in pristine condition and sell it like new i like new 21 that it was stickered at 68 you might get 62 i might be right i was yeah you're not gonna fall off i'm impressed at how good i am at this (laughs) so i'm thinking you're gonna do that okay but you're still Fourteen, fifteen thousand bucks in the hole. You're twenty six years old and you're broke, so you're still going to have to go down to the credit union and borrow fifteen thousand bucks and buy a three thousand dollar car or two thousand dollar car for cash, right? And you're going to have fifteen thousand dollars debt. And the fifteen thousand dollars, the amount of money you lose on this truck, I want you to write it down. I want you to take a picture standing beside the truck, write it on the back of the picture, print the picture out, and keep it in your file. I used to do this stuff. I've done a lot of stupid things, and when I lose money on something, I call it stupid tax. And my young friend, you are about to pay some stupid tax because you were straight up stupid when you did this. And so you want to remember it so you never do it again. You can get out of this, and we'll help you. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products? Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why their comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host. Mark and Stephanie are with us. They are in Portland, Oregon, and it says on my screen, you guys are debt-free. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well done. How much did you pay off? We paid off $705,000 in 144 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? 
We started at 45,000 and went up to 310,000 and now back down to 205. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm in software sales. And I used to work at automotive dealerships as a fixed ops director, but now I'm driving a semi truck. Cool. Very cool. All right. What's the house worth? Um, well, we paid 400 for it, and uh, right now it's worth about 750 Awesomeness. And I'm guessing that 705000 over 12 years, you paid off your house. We did, sir. Woo! Wow. Talking to weird people. How old are you two? We are 39 and 40 years old. I love it. And how much in your retirement accounts? We have about 350. So you are Baby Steps millionaires. Yes, sir, we are. I'm so proud of y'all and not even 40. <laughs> that was our goal. We set a goal years ago. We wanted to be debt-free by 30, and we wanted our house paid off by 40. So and you're we- millionaires by 40, and people say rich people stole all their money. Where'd you steal yours? <laughs> Sweat equity, sir. <laughs> How much of this did you inherit? Because rich people always inherit all their money. (laughs) We did get a small inheritance from my grandma um, after we'd already paid everything off. How much was the small inheritance? It was about 40000 So it's safe to say mathematically you did not become millionaires because of stealing it or because of an inheritance. No, sir. We already passed that finish line before we received it. You're pretty stinking amazing. Awesome. So proud of y'all. How's it feel? It feels pretty incredible. We, uh, you know, it was kind of a long journey to get here for sure. We had all kinds of uh, normal weird debt of bedroom furniture. We owed the tool truck for Mark's uh, job in the car industry and student loans, cars, personal loans, everything. And, um, you know, it's been a long road and we were really, really thankful that we were able to get to the finish line because it was... um, 12 years is real. It was a short journey for us. Yeah, 12 Mm -hmm. years is a long time, but that's a normal track for paying off a house is 10 to 12 years. That's what we find among millionaires. Well done. So how is this altering how you live? Because you've been living a certain way for more than a decade, and now you've got to live completely different. What are you all doing differently? You know, I I think we're still figuring that out. You know, after after so long, we've kind of just stuck to it. We've we're kind of thinking of maybe doing some upgrades and things, but right now, at least for me, it, I'm kind of still doing the same thing. Here's what's so cool about being a millionaire and making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and having no payments is uh, you can do anything that you want whenever you want to. That's something we really learned last year is that we were really heads down focused on getting to baby step seven and paying off the house and, we were working a lot. We, um, you know, we're doing everything we could to reach this goal. And we realized that it was detrimental to our health, especially to Mark's health, that he was in the hospital several times from stress from his job. Mm-hmm. And we sat down and we said, all right, well, we're six months away from our goal. Do we want to stick with it or do we want to have a life changing event and pause and, um, made the decision the next day for Mark to take a pause in his career. And he took five months off and sort of decided to reset and go a completely different direction. And had we not been on this program and and not had our emergency fund and and everything set up, um, you know, we wouldn't have had that option, but it was such a blessing to us to be able to make that life choice for 
his health for our family and, and we're in a much better place. And yeah. we found that, you know, making a lot of money while it's, it's difficult, it can be done, but that's not what it's about. It's about creating a better life for your family and yourself. Well, and that's the net result of the whole thing is you're controlling the controllables. Absolutely. So what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You paid off your house in 144 months. Your baby steps millionaires by the time you're 40. What's the key to doing all this? Well, definitely the budget. I will say that um, before we got married, I came from a family that didn't watch the finances and didn't do a budget. And when we were dating, Mark came from a family that did. and, And we started to talk about money, and he flat out said to me, he said, Either you do a budget or we're done dating because I'm not going to put up with this for the rest of my life. Whoa. And <laughs> probably wasn't the best approach. I would recommend your approach <laughs> better, Dave. You're a real romantic, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely got the job done, and I, I got on board. So the budget definitely is key. And I'd also say it's good to give yourself a little bit of grace and be able to step back a little bit, um, especially when you're in baby step six. Once you've had your nose down for a while and you're driving towards that goal, it's tough to give yourself permission to spend, but um, we definitely did that along the way. You need to. That's the, the, you go from intense to intentionality when you're in baby steps four, five, six, and that's what you're supposed to do. And you guys, sounds like you did a really good job of catching the rhythm on that. Well done. Very, very well done. So what's the first Mm -hmm. big thing you're going to do to celebrate being millionaires and having no debt house and everything? I am planning on buying a Polaris Razor. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I've, I've wanted one for about five years now, but it wasn't in the, the plan, but now it is. I got to tell you, man, I, I've got uh, uh, one of the Can-Am versions, and it, it is a beast. I've it almost, is so I've, freaking much I've fun. I've almost died a few times with Dave driving that thing around, man. <laughs> They, they are a blast. Uh, we'd have one couple that we're friends with, uh, also on Baby Step 7, and they have one. And they, I instantly got hooked the yeah. first time I sat in one. You should. You should buy that toy. That is an awesome toy, and you have earned it. I'm so proud of you guys. Very, very, very well done. Excellent, excellent, excellent job. So, uh, good stuff. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you because you are one copy of total money makeover for you to give away to someone and a one-year membership to financial peace university you may want to give that way or you may want to go through it we either one's good with us we're happy for you we're proud of you very very well done who are your biggest cheerleaders probably our biggest cheerleaders are, are uh, jimmy and kendy I'll, I'll throw their names out um they were that couple that are also on baby step seven they were actually uh one of my jimmy's one of my uh, lead techs at my dealership i worked out and just somehow we found out we were both on the plan he was already on baby step seven and he just uh, really encouraged me for the last probably four years to stick with it yeah that's good it's good to have friends that I are positive Tim, our elp as well when uh, mark quit his job last summer we were ready to um you know spend quite a bit to get our house paid off sooner and he kind of paused even though it wasn't in his best interest and said no no no, no that's that's not what Dave would tell you to do. Let's, um, let's stick to the plan and, you know, take your few months and then we'll get back at it. But, um, you know, we're not going to change things just because of this. So I appreciate the LPs as well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Very well done. Good stuff. You guys, you're awesome. Way to go. Rock stars. 
freaking 40-year-old millionaires, baby step millionaires, house and everything is paid for. That's the way to live right there. Mark and Stephanie, Portland, Oregon, $705,000 paid off in 144 months, 12 years where I come from. 45000 to 310 back down to 205 on the income, 39 and 40 years old. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. Yeah! That was a decade-long scream right there. I love it! Dave Ramsey doesn't teach people how to become wealthy. He just teaches them how to get out of debt. Have you heard that one? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Ramsey Show. of the day john 10 10 the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy i came that they may have life and have it abundantly diane ackerman said i don't want to get to the end of my life and find that i lived just the length of it i want to have lived the width of it as well Ooh, that's good i like that very good good stuff joe's with us joe is in chicago hi joe how are you hi i'm doing well and today talking to you is a good one Thank you, sir. How can we help? Uh, I've got a question about what to do with a, a gift that's currently sitting in a mutual fund. So uh, I'm 19 years old, and I have one year of college under my belt. And uh, due to my generous parents, a good scholarship, and a relatively cheap school, I'm cash flow in college with my on-campus job and then saving what I make in the summer. Good for you. But uh, What are you studying? You. Uh, I am... Taking a major in business information systems, and it's a master's program as well for public accountancy. Wow, good Very for cool, you! Man. Good, good, good study. Good field. How can we help? So, uh, when I was born, my kind and generous great aunt set aside some money for me, which uh, peaked at about three thousand dollars, but has since fallen to around twenty five hundred. Now, uh, if I was given this in cash, I wouldn't invest it because right now the goal is just to pile up cash till I graduate. But uh, when I talked to her about pulling it out, she uh, voiced some concerns about uh, about pulling it because the market's down. And uh, I was trying to balance uh, pulling it out, which I think would be a good idea. Why do you think uh, that would be a good idea? Teach. You don't need the money today. No, I don't. But if I had the money in cash, I wouldn't invest it. That's a fair uh, assumption. I don't disagree with that. Uh, if you call me and had the money in cash in your situation, I would have you pile it up just to make sure you graduate. Sounds like you've got our answers on this show dialed in. I'm sorry? It sounds like you listen to the show and you know how we answer questions. Yeah, I listen every day. <laughs> okay. Uh, all your all right. shows. So, I mean, because you're, 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 you know, I'm, I'm hearing my words. 
So uh, yeah. uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I'm honored by that. So you're right. Thank you. If you called me at 19 years old and you had $5,000 or $3,000 cash sitting in the middle of the table and said, I want to put it in mutual funds, I would say don't because I want you to graduate debt-free first, and you've got it mapped out where you can without using this money probably, but just in case, I would use it as an insurance policy, okay? Um, okay. And so you're, you're right. I would do that, and um, that's what you're saying. Uh, in this case, the money is not in the middle of your kitchen table. It is already in the market, and your aunt is actually right. It's the wrong time to pull it yep. um, because, you know, with the market uh, – it went down, you know, we were technically in a bear market, probably not technically now, but whatever. It's down a bunch either way since the first of the year. And I don't think it's going to stay down throughout your college career. And you don't need the money today. So I probably would ride this thing back up. I kind of going to agree right. with your aunt here, which I usually wouldn't do. I, I, admit, <laughs> I admit that. I admit that. Okay. I usually wouldn't do it. Right, or if you. you told me that I have to have this money to keep from borrowing money to go to school, I would tell you cash it out in a oh, heartbeat. Yeah, no, that's not happening. That, that would be in a heartbeat. I mean, I'm sorry the market's yeah. down. You just need the money. But, uh, but right now you have the luxury of not having to cash it out while the market's down. And that's your aunt's point, And I tend to agree with her. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, but I, I, man, I really appreciate that you had thought through what we were going to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my my understanding is when the market's down you cash out you're solidifying the loss and so if it goes down at some point you either got to in general cut your losses, in general you never sell or when it's it down up. right because you what we call lock in your losses right uh solidifies the word you yeah. you're locking them in you're you're promising yourself you're gonna lose you're not just haven't just lost on paper now you really lost right when you cash it in while it's down so if you don't have to take it out while it's down, it's the exact wrong time to take it out. Um, but if you have to, you just have to. I mean, it's just part of the. It just sucks. But uh, but yeah, I, I you know I'm gonna ride it back up and and let it get back up in that three thousand range. Then I might cash it out. Yeah. And just as a matter of safety, and you might I might miss out on some upward returns. That seems a little backward to say that, but I'm sure that's consistent. But either way, it's just what I would do. And it's not a lot of money. It's not going to make or break your college career, probably. It's not like thirty thousand or a hundred thousand that's gone down to seventy-five thousand. We're talking three grand that's gone down to twenty-five hundred. That's true. We're, we're right. playing with we're playing with house money too. Well, so. And so let me let me. I have a problem with that. So if I worked and earned three thousand bucks and put it in there, and it drops five hundred bucks. I feel a psychological angst that is different than if somebody gave me three thousand bucks and it's dropped down because that's house money. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that that's the right way to look it's at it. It's not three thousand bucks is three thousand bucks is three thousand bucks. Where no matter where it came from. That's right. That's that's I mean, my problem. I got to get over. Know, and and um, the only thing you don't want to do is dishonor the giver here. Correct. But it didn't sound like the aunt was being controlling. It sounded like she was just advising. Being wise, yeah. Just advising and yeah. saying. Uh, I didn't sense that from him anyway. Yeah. So interesting. Good discussion. Mm -hmm. Rich is with us. Rich is in Phoenix. Hi, Rich. How are you? Hi, Dave and John. Honored to talk to both of you. You too. How can we help? So a quick snapshot of my situation. Um, I'm 45 years old, and uh, my wife and I have been married for about two years, just over two years, and uh, we became debt-free last year. Um, both had a little bit of car debt coming into our marriage and we paid it off really quickly. And, um, I've got about 111,000 sitting in a retirement account and we have our emergency fund saved up. So I'm just kind of at that point where 
if you were in my shoes, what would you do, Dave? <laughs> uh, you mean in the baby steps or what? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm debating on jumping right into step four uh, with 15%, uh, but my wife and I were talking about it that we don't want to skip over 3B, and I, I just don't know if there's like... So you're wanting to buy a house? My, uh, yes, sir. Okay. And, uh, well, I mean, what if you took two years to work on baby step 3B and did not put money into retirement? Okay. And you built up a good down payment. What does that do to you versus putting 15% during that two years into there? How much of it, how much will that affect your, you know, your down payment? What's your household income? Uh, just over a hundred thousand. Okay. So it's a uh, 15,000 a year swing, $30,000 right. swing on how much is in your down payment. Mm-hmm. If you put 15% away, you're going to have 30,000 less in two years, correct? Correct. In, in your down payment fund. Correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, can we get to a good down payment doing that? And would we rather have a smaller down payment and do that? Or would we rather three B's kind of optional, how much you lean into baby step four while you're doing it. We let you decide that. Uh, we suggest you don't go zero into baby step four for more than three years while you're doing your down payment okay. saving. But uh, if you want to do partial, if one of you has got a match, sometimes people do that. Uh, like one of you has got a 4% match. So you put in 4% to get the match, and we do a partial baby step four while we're working on our down payment in 3B. And then as soon as the down payment's done, boom, we're at 4, 5, 6, which is 15% kids' college and house. So once you've done that. But while we're working on this down payment during this three-year state of flux, it can be zero to 15% going into four, into baby step four your choice there's not a wrong answer it's how how do you guys want to work this stuff how much do you want to lean into it uh, but i would you're asking what i would do i would lean toward um i i i, I would lean in, in in the direction of buying a house because i don't think houses are going to go down in value and i've spent the last several weeks being criticized for saying that but <laughs> um you know such is life. Um, some of my uh, predictions come out crystal clear correct, and some of them I was just wrong. So this one I'm not wrong on, though. Um, so <laughs> there's way too much data on this one. This is not just a Dave gut feeling. There's just data. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm buying a house. That's, what I, that's if, what I would do. If you're in this market, I'm going to save up as fast as I can, and I'm going to buy a house because I think they're going to go up next year 4 or 5%, and next year 4 or 5%, and the next year 4 or 5%. And that means 15%, 20% up three, four years from now. Yeah. So I would buy, you know, as quick as you can get the down payment saved and do your 15-year fixed where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. Good job, Dr. John Deloney, Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, James, and Kelly in the booth. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.